Welcome to Married AF. We are your hosts, Brooke and Randall Fowler. On this show, we discuss the topics that really matter. Like big veiny cocks and our favorite TV shows. So pull up a chair at our kitchen table and hang out. While I bulldog my nuts. (laughs) Now it's recording. Hello, kids. Hello. Do you like my tits? What? what? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> I, I just had Eminem in my head, but is that from an Eminem it. song? Yeah, from Slim Shady. He goes, "Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Okay. Want to see me shove nine-inch nails through each one of my eyelids?" He does not say, "Do you like my tits?" He said, "Violence." I changed oh, it to okay. add a little Randy. Well, okay. So up their asses. Here's a shot. This we are two years in. Two years of no. Well, two years. It's not mediocrity. two years yet. We started this in February. You realize well, that it's right? close enough. It and is. This might we might not record again until after <laughs> two years. So, cheers to two years. Possible. Up your ass, Joe Boo. <sighs> that is good and bad at the same time. <laughs> Do you want to know what's in it? Why? What is? I, so, I saw the Fanta down there. It's actually good. No, why did it like burn my throat? Add hot sauce. Oh, but it, some of the hot sauce. It didn't taste like spicy hot. It was just like it was a kick in yeah, the tits. Yeah, but it was weird. No, a kick in my throat. It was lemon juice? God. Fanta, orange Fanta or whatever. Uh, okay. And hot sauce and vodka. Mm. Pretty damn good. We've had way worse. This is different, but no, it wasn't sure. terrible. It just, it definitely just puckers you. It was. I don't like that feeling. That wasn't I it good. It. <clears throat> enjoyed it. it. Felt like I was eating like pepper spray or something. Oh, it felt good for me. The kick is nice. So anyway, yeah, we're uh, we're approaching two years. So the whole point of this episode, I want to do a little reflection. I wanted to see how far we've not come. In our quest to uh, dominate podcasting, uh, shout out to our sponsors, but whatever, we've decided to let y'all figure that out on your own. Or shout out to our network at all. Shout out to Civilized Creatures, yeah, yeah. goddamn. Got excellent shows on there. Uh, we got The Untrained Eye, Beth and DJ bringing the Thunder Pussy. Yeah, they are consistent motherfuckers. They're freight trains. They are. Daddy likey. Consistent. They make us look good because they're on the same network we are. and They are clockwork. They are. Tuesday, it drops. Yeah. And we got drinks with Larry. We do. And we have picks and bones. Uh, What's in your hometown is also on there. We have John Jamingo. John, A.K.A. John Buchanan, John Buchanan, uh, the Podfather on whatever show he wants to be on, and we got Cinemondo. Yep, Cinemondo. Uh, the hot sauce goes to the bottom of that shot, by the way, because I yeah. just drank the residue, pure hot sauce. Yeah. Oi. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So I want to talk about a couple things. First off, everybody knows the that The Walking Dead is not going on right now. However, I'm getting. To almost watch it all over again through your updates as you're reading the complete series of graphic novels. Yep. And of note to me, several differences, some that are huge game changers. So I wanted to pick your brain about what has been the biggest surprise difference for you because you had never read any of them. I had not read any of them. I mean, over the 10 years of being a huge fan of the show of course i've heard sure of certain differences here and there and the, like i knew daryl wasn't in the comic um i knew that i knew carol was different and i know that i knew that carol died didn't know she died quite yeah let's talk about that how fucking different can they make she's totally different she's not the same person at all she she essentially doesn't get past the person she was before Sophia died in the show that mm-hmm. like very so there's no look at the I flowers hell no that Carol never sees Doesn't the exist. light of day Got in it. the comics 
um she she never really gets past that like battered housewife she hates herself everything she if there's something wrong with something else in a like in her relationship it's obviously her fault like so it's it's kind of weird the the biggest one of the biggest differences right out the gate is shane dies just super early like chapter one (laughs) i have a bone to pick with that having watched as much as i have had they kept him around could have been such a cool story like to still have him there with him and crazy rick if they ever like mm-hmm. if rick ever would have went nuts with shane there because he was yeah. so nuts they could have killed everybody oh for sure no i mean and we, we talked about that before ever getting into the comics is that like shane was meant for that world immediately oh yeah he, he got he he went to a hundred like this is how we need to be just a little early for everybody else. Everybody else was hanging on to their civilized humanity. Shane was like, fuck all this. It's kill or be killed. Everybody else got there. Yeah. Daryl now I feel like would be like best buddies with Shane. Cause now Daryl's like a Bushman. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He doesn't even want to live in the town. Shane was too much of a wild card though with like, turning on his own people i mm-hmm. think i think that's where he differs from rick yeah he would have killed rick i bet at some point when he rick would, got yeah. bitch like because which oh, rick sure. does that he goes back, back and, and forth, forth between my favorite rick mm-hmm. just ripping the throats out mm-hmm. that's in the comics to let's just come yeah. on guys hey let's all be friends yep but he does die in the same circumstances, but it's still when they're at the camp, like right outside of Atlanta. So like, you know, in season one, like episode, very early on that camp uh, where Rick finally finds Lori and Carl with, that Glenn brings him to Shane dies there in this, but he takes Rick out in the woods and is wanting to talk to him. He is going to kill Rick. And uh, Carl walks up and shoots him in the neck. It's not the same as in the show where mm-hmm. like Rick stabs him, yeah. he dies, then he comes back for mm-hmm. like effect. Because um, at this point, they don't know. Well, I guess that's one of the ways they found out that you like you don't have to be bit in the show. But yeah, Carl walks up, shoots him in the neck. Then later, when Rick and them all find out that like you don't have to be bit to turn into a zombie, which they do call them zombies in the book too. That's one of the biggest that differences is the biggest. too. Yeah. Um, when they all figure that out that you don't have to be bit, you just when you die, you come back as one. Rick is like, "I'll be right back, guys," and he's like, "One, two days max." And I think at this point they're at the prison, maybe like right when they get to the prison, which mm-hmm. is also way earlier in the books, but. He drives back to where their camp was, where they buried Shane, and he just stands over it and he goes, I know I didn't bury you that deep, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up comes Shane. Yep. <laughs> and then he shoots him in the head because he realizes, like, we didn't ever, like, kill Shane's brain. I buried him in a shallow grave, so he went all the way back there. See, what it sounds like to me is that, which they had to do this to draw it out into a show, mm-hmm. but had they went, at the pace of the graphic no- it would have been awesome like with just one movie at the pace of right. the graphic novels like it would be dope well that's the thing because i'm like i'm and i don't know like as far as like the number the comic mm-hmm. numbers i have no clue where i am because i'm reading the compendiums i'm like halfway through compendium two and they are basically just now getting to alexandria um but I mean, the whole like prison, Woodbury, all that, I felt like that happened so fast in the, like it was, it was all like, bam, 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 like the camp, Herschel's prison, Woodbury, governor. Which is how I wanted governor. it to be. There's so much fluff to draw it out to us, which yeah. I get. You yeah. have to do, to make it 10 seasons long or however, there's no way you could, but a movie at that pace would have been the tits. Right. I feel like I'm going to fly past where the show is by like. The third compendium. Yeah, so Negan is not in there yet. Not yet, it's no. It's probably coming up It's, it's got to be coming up, yeah, because they're in Alexandria now. Um, I want to know who he kills in the graphic novel. It's Glenn. Just Glenn? I think so. 
I'm uh, like that. I heard way long time ago. Um, I'm like 99% sure I'll come back and let everybody know. And there, people that know are probably screaming at me, but um, I'm like 99% sure it's, it's Glenn. And he does it in front of Maggie and everything. Um, just like in the show. But yeah, I did get to the part already where they find out Eugene's full of shit. So Abraham is in the book. Mm-hmm. Abraham, Rosita, Eugene. They, they've got Gabriel now too. Mm. Um, they already ran into the cannibals. That was real brief. What were those people called? The fucking Terminus. wolves. Okay, I was way off. I was going to say the, no, wolf's the wolves. Den. The wolves was a group. We haven't seen. We haven't seen them in the, or I haven't seen them in the books yet. But in the show, it's right around when they get to Alexandria. Because remember, Aaron is how the wolves find Alexandria because he drops his bag or whatever with the pictures in it. But um, I don't know if those cannibals, like if there's any part of them that's going to come back because they've already run, run into them and slaughtered all of them. Like they didn't, there wasn't Terminus wasn't yeah. a thing. Yeah, it wasn't as big of a... They were like a little group of roaming cannibals. Yeah. But the the interaction they had with our group was almost identical except different characters so like dale was still alive all the way until they met up with gabriel he's the one that lost his leg in the prison so he's walking around on a peg leg he actually got bit but didn't tell anybody went out into the woods and the cannibal group captured him and it was the same exact scene as in the show with bob where he wakes up and his other his legs cut off and they're eating eating it yeah and And then yes and he starts laughing like you dumb motherfuckers i'm bit you're eating tainted meat same exact setup and then they dump him back at the church same shit except for that dale was in a um relationship with andrea and it's like the whole interaction with bob and sasha that happens, but it's with Andrea and Dale. And, um, but then they find the little group of cannibals and slaughter them on the spot. So like, it was so quick. I'm like the, the cannibals in the show is like, so like they had a whole like compound and it was like a whole season. Yeah. So basically by far, this is the best Christmas present ever. Cause you've been reading them. Yes. They're being utilized. I see you enjoying it when you get the brief few minutes to read it. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's going to be a lot of depression when you're done. <laughs> oh, my God. There's I can't. Yeah, be I know. nothing to fill those I'm already... <clears throat> little minutes of leaving the earth for just a minute to read it. I could always go back and read them again. I mean, it's, I'm already halfway through the second one. I'm like, what am I going to do when I'm done? Like, Because then, then it's done. There's no more. Yeah, strange. I wonder how it'll affect you uh, watching the show, if anything. Oh, it's a whole different interesting. thing. But that's what, like, I love that they did that, that they made mm-hmm. it different in so many ways. You know, the, Yeah, the, so at least you're getting a new experience, which yes. is what I get from updates from you, is it's definitely a different experience. It's, it's I almost would have liked the, the comic book sounds awesome. It's fantastic. And I... Absolutely. I love getting this whole new experience, but the big like pivotal moments are all like a lot of them are still there. Um, See, I like the, doing it this way. A lot of people prefer to read a book before a movie, but I've always done things in reverse anyway. Like I'll read a book, I'll read the ending before I watch it, but or before I read it. But having seen the show, even though you've got like the graphics, the, the awesome artwork, make sure you can visualize it all even more. Because you got faces, mm-hmm. not just the drawings. So the actors they got, cool. like now, this is the really the one of the first times I've done it backwards. Like I usually do read thing if if there's a book, but this is just such a different thing. Um, but the characters in the comics, like man, they got good act, like the right actors to play all these people for sure. Well, I'm reading a book now too that's quite savage. Um, I think it's called Empire of the Summer Moon, uh, about the uh, Comanche Indians. Mm-hmm. For God's sakes, by far the most violent mm-hmm. army ever, especially for the limited numbers. But basically, you can watch the movie Hostels if you haven't watched that. That gives a good uh, glimpse into the life and how the Comanches were. But when they killed people, 
especially adult men, they cut your dick off and put it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Nothing is more fucked up and awesome to you as Savage. the killer. Yeah. To know people are going to walk up on your victim and they're going to have a crazy look in their eye with their <laughs> own dick in their mouth. Horrifying. It's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. And they would burn. They would put live victims on like a spit in a fire alive. Jesus. And like sing and dance and watch them burn and scream and love it. And then they describe in the book how they love to listen to them scream, watch them swell up, Mm. and then pop. Mm. What? Because, you know, you blister up. Oh my to god. To the point where you continue to burn and then your body just your skin pops. Oh my god. It's horrifying. They were savage motherfuckers. They, and that book is very crazy. I oh my god. But they had uh they love to rape. Love to rape. Um big time rapers. Okay. Um basically I mean they hunted when the white man was trying to get rid of all the Indians. They were the only Indians that were like, fuck you then. We're mm-hmm. coming after you. And they learned to be the best horseback riders in the land. And uh, it was just savage. I mean, they held people at bay for 40 years. They killed every other Jesus. kind of Indian. They, they, were Im- they did not discriminate. They killed everybody. <laughs> so check out that book. Rogan's talked about it. He's reading it now. He loves it. Mm. So... <clears throat> Another thing of big news that relates to us, I don't know if you saw it, Eli Manning retired. I saw, I heard about it, that happening, yeah. I'm so glad. He, yeah, he knew it was time yeah. for him to retire. Yeah. People hate on Eli Manning. I know he's had, like, his career's been up and down. Two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, yeah. He's a Manning. Quit hating. Don't he, hate. Just because he's not Peyton. Don't hate. Because he doesn't have Peyton's personality. Yeah. Sure, he's a little boring. Peyton won... Two? He won two. Okay. He went out to Denver the gate. to yes, win his second. Yes, one. yes, okay. I knew he won one in Indianapolis and one. Okay. He would come back and play if Eli would have won a third. So, because so that's the, how competitive. Oh, for sure. They are. So, Absolutely. two is right. They both have he two. He was like, for fuck's sake, Eli, you have to. <laughs> yeah, you got to call it a career. Uh, they get all their, you know, now Eli won't be so stressed at the Manning camp this year. I didn't think he really looked stressed. <laughs> He's never looked stressed. Eli Manning's face has never changed. He is the most, like, he looks like... Docile. Yes. Expressionless. And, uh-huh. Like, Peyton Manning always is, like, just, like, full of personality, and and Eli's just, like, business, like, not... Which is also funny, because you don't know what they're thinking. Like, right. it's just... I know it's different, and people have always... I think he's gotten a bad rap, <clears throat> just because... People fell in love with Peyton first, you know. He was ahead of it. That's a that's a tough act to follow. It is, but I mean, he he did just fine. Well, I mean, they ought to follow Archie. Yeah. And uh, so and now, I, I'm sure that's a tough name. The hardest one is Little Arch. Well, apparently, what about he's his a shoes to fill? Yeah, he's the freshman. He was the freshman high school football player of the year in the nation mm-hmm. this past season. As a freshman. Was he really? Yeah. Wow. Kid is like six two already and looks like a baby in the face, but six foot two and already, I mean, colleges he go wherever he wants mm-hmm. as a freshman. Hey. All right, so I want to touch on one more show we watch. Everybody knows we watch This Is Us. I'm getting a little tired of the show, I'm gonna be honest. I'm still gonna watch. Jack keeps me hanging in there because I love some Jack. But can some good shit happen to this family ever? Is it all bad? How are these people not suicided? All of them. They're so damaged. We just saw Randall in probably the most anxiety. I almost had to stop watching this episode. It was so much anxiety driven because he suffers from anxiety. It was shot beautifully. Well, and that's one of the reasons they do that a lot is because there are so many people out there that can relate to the heightened anxiety and i get that but it's like does it have to be at 100 all the time do they want to give us an anxiety attack though like it's kind of mean i know i almost had to stop watching i was like my heart's racing i fucking know this isn't it's too real but i'm also like come on 
somebody. Have a good day. I know. In this family. There's none of them. None of them are, are doing good. It's. I was trying to think of somebody that's doing good. Kevin seems okay in that episode, but you see him for four seconds. Yeah, and he's sitting in his car in Philadelphia trying to go back after Sophie or some shit. Oh, God, was he? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Poor Kevin. He should be the one that's like, bitch, I'm on top of the world. I got all the money. I'm an actor. And he's a dime piece. He's a good looking dude. He could, you know, definitely gets the ladies. Yeah. But no, even he's got daddy issues. I get it. If you lose a parent when you're a teenager. At 15, sucks, that's you know, a tough whatever. age. But not this tough. No, 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 no. And, and he was a wonderful dad. Like he was. That's so- another reason why. You know what? Well, bam. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like their mom was a shitbag. Like, no, she was a great mom. Uh, yeah, so that's why it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, uh, Biggie Smalls, uh, Kate is killing me, and she's killing a lot of fans of the show. I've seen on the forums uh, that I read about it. Yes, I do do that. That people are like <laughs> sick of her. Like, God, get, get it together, get, woman. Like, why are you trying to? sabotage your own marriage yeah i don't know how you know not be a mean or a a fat shamer but she's she's so big and we got toby who's lost weight on the show right but they just keep letting her grow for god's sakes sometimes i'm like she looks like she's gotten smaller but no she's a big one saw her on one of the late night shows anyway so so recently I mean, it's been a, almost a cool month since we've recorded. Um, we watched You on Netflix, seasons one and two. I was wondering if we talked about You. We sure have not. In the previous. All right, well, then let's talk so. about yeah. it. Because that was a great uh, episode or it was a great show. Two seasons. Got me 20 episodes. Quick. Episode one, I was like, eh, screw this is stupid. <laughs> By episode Half of one, I uh-huh. was like, this is a great show. Uh-huh. The premise was, but it worked out. That show is fantastic. I was a Joe fan uh-huh. when it came to him and Beck early. Yeah. I thought I didn't like Beck. Beck gets smoked. I miss Beck. <laughs> she's been my favorite part. Well, she's a very pretty girl. Um, damaged also very damaged she's a good actress though yeah really good actress she reminds me of somebody can't think of it right now i think we jennifer talked about lawrence. it she looks like jennifer lawrence and somebody else had a baby Kristen bell maybe maybe there's uh, just a lot of jennifer lawrence yeah, in her to but me but the blonde blonde oh no uh jennifer lawrence and uh, penny from big bang theory thank you because we talked about it yeah. when we were watching it perfect yes. mix of those two yes like those two had a baby um gorgeous girl and yeah, um, it's just a really good show. Like, yeah, season one, great. Season two was also very good, but it 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 ramps up. And of course, our boy Crystalia is in season two. Love it. Love creepy. Christy. Uh, that, he, he, that's his shit. He is a creep. He, he looks perfect creep. But when he's like acting in a show, not doing stand up comedy, that's kind of what he usually plays. It's what his face. Show well, so and, it's perfect, and he's also got a dark side, you know, yeah. where he, he's like he wants to be like a in a more serious role where it's like he's not a good guy necessarily. Mm-hmm. Of course, he is. Uh, is he a good guy in the movie that is coming out of his I don't the know zombie that. movie? It looks like he's kind of the arrogant guy, which is perfect. There, um, but yeah, it, it was just a really good show, and I think how it ended. <laughs> I hope the the way it ended is like they kind of leave it like oh it could be more seasons but to me I hope there's not <laughs> there is gonna be it's too got too popular but I'm with you you're absolutely right they but they are gonna bring it, it back alone it was a good ending like for one I'm with you 100 percent for believability yes that's what I'm talking about you like, can't keep getting away with this shit like keep, it's absurd and but. what's he gonna do at this point he's got you know spoiler alert at this point he's gonna be in a house with his child and his wife slash girlfriend i don't know if they're married girlfriend who also will kill a motherfucker that gets in their gets in her way so what the fuck could happen with that like so i don't know my favorite part was his buddy in the cell 
that oh. became his friend. Like that was so weird. The but one, he, yeah. He was so okay with being in that. Ca- and they're still friends after he let him go. Like yeah. it's all good, bro. I know that was crazy. I like that guy too. I liked um, Love's brother. Like sometimes he grew on me. Yeah, he started. He reminds me of uh, old dude on Shit's Creek. David. Yeah. Yeah. He reminds me like of a he, dumber David. He did kind of remind me of David, just like the his clothes and like his demeanor. He's just not quite as gay. No, God, David on Shit's Creek is everything. I love He's him. He's fantastic. Dan Levy. I think I, that's just him playing him. It it's basically Dan Levy, and I want to be best friends with him. Um, Who doesn't? But yep, great show. And then also The Circle on Netflix. Yeah, The Circle was a surprise. Actually, I think that's the one, not you. I think I liked you from the jump. I think Circle, we tried to watch an episode, didn't really let the premise set in, and I was mm-hmm. like, this is dumb. Then I was reading like on Instagram or something, or Twitter, and people were like, my shit is the Circle. It's better than Big Brother. I, I saw that, it. and I went straight back to it. And y'all, everybody knows we're huge Big Brother yeah. fans. Any of the real OG Married AF people, you know we are. The premise is better than Big Brother. Way better. I, I mean, quicker, I, more strategy. I didn't know it was going to be that quick. It's pretty fucking cool. It's a genius I idea. I liked it from the. You might have been like, eh, because I'm the one that went back and like. I had to figure out the the scheme of the game. Like yeah. I thought they were just gonna. Every once in a while, they send an instant message, and there was no way you could. But nah. once I saw their strategy, they yeah. had contests and all that. It was pretty genius. No, I loved it. I, and I don't know, like. And you know because it's a, it's all social media and they had the catfish component I, that that pissed you off. It made me immediately dislike all the catfish people, which sucks for them, right? Because that's part of their skill of how good they are. Yeah, that they can. But oh, but that's another Chris. <clears throat> Chris, I think he said his name was Chris Sapphire, which I that can't be his real last name. Want to be best friends with him? I love him. No, he's so a cool, he much. is a Christian gay guy. That's very Christian, knows the Bible very well, which yes. is great that he's that mold. Like he sticks to it. And he's, he's God, very nice. He's gorgeous and he does his makeup. He's, I wouldn't flawed. say gorgeous. That's weird. But he's. I think so. He's got a, oh, I guess, he's got an attractive face. He's got a good face, but he does his makeup really weird and cool. Keeps the beard stubble. Mm-hmm. He's just like a conundrum of cool shit. I mean, I really, I love Chris. He was probably my favorite player. His Not pr- the best player, because no. Joey was the best. We both kind of called that from the Well, right at first, in. I was like, douche. And then, like, he grew on me immediately. I was like, I... We never changed. Once you realize somebody is being authentic, right. then you like it. If the- it's a stick, you hate it. Yeah, at first, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's like Jersey Shore... Like, for sure ugh. but then like after like two episodes i'm like okay he's a doll <laughs> like <laughs> such a sweet guy um yeah i mean and I, I like that it's funny that like the original five people or whatever Stuck made together. it made it to the finale makes i mean it's smart yeah as a group if you decide that like we're gonna and they had the ability to do spoilers i guess if anybody's uh, group <laughs> chats so yeah i'm sure yeah. they decided early on like i don't care what happens we're all gonna stick well, together no, they did i mean they they did like it wasn't like official alliances like big brother and but kind of they were like i got your back you got my back but it's all over chat so then it's like mm, you know you don't it's tough to you can't get like a read on somebody but i yeah i think it's brilliant that is a reality that's like a version of big brother or whatever i would go on that show i think more people would go on it because for one it's not as long of a commitment i don't i want to know how long they really were there because it's not live no but they give a couple of hints in one of the episodes and I think it was like halfway through the season where they're like and they were like we've been here a week oh okay so wow that is fast yeah it's pretty quick pace which is good i think fast you don't have the like four months away or three months away and you don't have people like you don't have the physical component of like somebody like for me one wanting me to punch him in the face or getting in your personal space or getting in my personal space and being a creep Uh 
Yeah, you got your own apartment. It's fucking a setup. Punching him in the face. Yeah, I mean, and if I went on that show, I would go in because all of them, even if they were in a rela- in a relationship, even the ones that like got to the finale, like every single person said they were single. I would go in there and be like, I'm married, because then people would probably trust me yeah, and you're not, not think a threat. I'm not a threat. Like I'm telling you holler at me netflix yeah. i want that hundred thousand dollars <laughs> i didn't think it was smart of old girl she came in as a catfish and then thought she was going to be cute and reveal it well she wasn't to even- think that they were gonna trust her more yeah once they knew and they all were like oh i really respect your honesty you're Bye. gone joey immediately was <laughs> like peace it's ridiculous well, I, old, her- the old uh and i'm just because so you describe him black young man he was portraying himself as his girlfriend which kind of made it it was pretty smart because he could draw on all the shit she's done within them their relationship but he was like (laughs) the biggest catfish yeah yeah and i think the guys all had a feeling Uh uh-huh but they just kind of rode with it yeah because to me i i would have called him out yeah but the show's fucking awesome. I think like season two, and I've already seen stuff on Netflix of like how well it's done. I bet it's going to be be blow up even more. Oh, I bet. I just wonder what how, what they're gonna how they're gonna go. You know, they gotta enhance it. But it was great. Um, um, yeah, a couple of shout outs also because we do nothing in any kind of real order here. Y'all know that. Um, today is uh, Richard Tillman's birthday. Shout out to Richard Tillman, our Happy first guest birthday. of the year. And uh, he posted a picture on Instagram of his abdominals. Hate him, but love him and hate him. <laughs> Got an eight pack, folks. If you want, go check out Richard Tillman's Instagram page. Easy on the eyes, that one. Loads of abdominals for no reason. <laughs> No damn reason. <laughs> Baby, you have abs too. Sometimes. Not like that. Those are... Uh, They're good. They're good. Just They're okay. Genetic, special freak, bastard. Yeah. Best friend on earth. Love Richard. He is... Uh, yeah. Got, got some abs though. That well, And he went and got a tattoo of one of his uh, book characters, which yeah. was pretty cool. Lunatikes. Uh, I think it was Harry Hockey that he got tattooed yeah. on him. I dig it. Did you hear about the kid in Alabama, the 16-year-old kid that murdered his whole family last week? What? No. Yes. Landon, Landon Durham, uh-huh. 16, right outside of Talladega. Ooh. One Tuesday morning, stabbed his mother to death, <gasps> stabbed his two twin brothers that are 13 to what? death, and then went to school like a normal day. What? Like, yeah. had to have showered, obviously, or... I don't know. Went to school like a normal day. Somebody uh, later that night found the bodies. Um, he went on the run, but got caught with no incident, like at a gas station or a grocery store. Oh anyway, my, my point to you is this. I'm sure there's going to be a, quite the story on that young man uh, Yeah. Yeah. He just, and he killed them all with just a regular old knife. The fact that nobody was able to live How? and stop yeah. him. You got three people. I, I get it if somebody dies. So like 13-year-old twin brothers didn't hear the mom screaming because you're getting stabbed to death. That doesn't, that's not no, quiet. Not, unless they slit your throat. Oh my God. But it said he stabbed him to death, but I got to be honest. A little disappointed in the victims. Somebody should have lived and was able there's to gotta, disarm There's something him. to that. Something else. There's, I don't know if he did them in their sleep more than likely yes that had to have been it but that's what i'm saying like even and then twin brothers they share in a room you uh-huh. just you're like what else happened that I don't know, he's a there psycho. was no interference you got to look up his mugshot he is smiling ear to ear these crazy white kids that kill people like that damaged he is so happy in his mugshot he was a white kid for some yeah. reason i thought you said he was no white kid what was his name? Aren't they all white kids? Usually. Yeah, that's why. I, that was one reason I was like, huh? For some reason I had in my head that it was a black kid. Uh-uh. No, that would have been even crazier. Oh, my God. Fuck that Alabama. kid. Alabama. Good thing is, in Alabama, it doesn't matter if you're two years old. In the great state of Alabama, capital murder, you get tried as an adult. 
it doesn't matter how is old there death you penalty are. in Alabama? There is, but you have to be 18 to get the death yeah, penalty. So, so he'll get life without parole. Okay. Um, which I'm not, I'm, I'm on the fence about the death penalty. Oh, I like it. So it saves I mean, people I'll, money. It does, but we've also executed innocent people. Innocent people die of the, the shits all the time. It sucks, but. But like, the, that means that like. No, it's terrible. But, they, you know, but like they were executed by like the state. Like, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> Alabama's got old Sparky goddamn down there. And uh, do we still do the electric chair? Alabama does. I thought it was like a all lethal injection. No, I think it's there's still a few country states. Texas, <laughs> I think Texas will literally still hang you or firing squad. <laughs> Stone you to death. Yeah, it's up to the governor. At the Guillotine time. is that still an option? Burned uh, at the stake. I know George W. <laughs> killed all kind of motherfuckers when he was governor. He was just like, yeah, kill him, kill him, kill him. We need room in the prisons, probably. And we need to not waste our time. I mean, the cost over a lifetime, you put a 16-year-old in jail, like, to keep them alive for years, like, you know, it was like $28,000 a year for their food and housing. Do that over, they live to be 70, 75, or whatever. Fuck a W, that. though, is the one that kept uh, giving the stay of execution for that guy on the confession killer. Rightfully so. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of pressure. They have to really look into it. You don't want to kill innocent people. Right. Well, and because when we were watching that documentary, there was that one lady who um, he had confessed to killing her sister and he didn't do it really, though, because you find out he just confessed to a bunch of murders that he didn't do. But when George W. Bush, like, uh, gave him a stay of execution for like the second time. She like showed up at all kind of like town halls and stuff and was going off on him. And then it turns out like when she found out that that guy really didn't do it, mm-hmm. she was like, oh my bad. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I want to do one more shout out before we jump into uh, murder tits. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the Who's Right After Show recently where uh, Powerful Dave interviewed Uncle Randy it was a fantastic interview. Dave is uh, doing a cool job with that Who's Right After show. I don't really understand the after show. Like, is he just sucking Doug's no, dick? No, not at all. He's kind of like killing him. Like, beats him down, makes fun of him. All talks about all the dumb shit they do. But there's like a bunch of these after shows. Like, can we? Well, it, does uh, there need to be these many, this many shows talking about Who's Right? Or is dude, it- you got to give it to old Doug and Anthony. Yeah, they figured out they got. A following now mm-hmm. and they got people that are willing to listen to bullshit about them i mean hats off to them but yeah. dave what i like about what dave's doing is he's doing the absolute opposite of like not riding any coattails he's like y'all are still a couple of dick suckers mm-hmm. like doing i mean that's what david dave is a genius with that shit so yeah. he's, he's kind no, of that was a really good it. show with that with you and dave yeah he he was great. I thought it was a great interview. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to Powerful Dave. I love that Dave. he told you to just take a beat when you're <laughs> ending your Uncle Randy videos. And I'm like, fucking preach, Dave. But he doesn't know that that's you say bye as you're hitting the red button on your phone. I'm like, baby, that hangs it up. Yes. Oh, you yes. do that on the computer all the time. If we're like on StreamYard, you'll be like, Okay, but bye. <laughs> you'll you'll be hitting the X and saying bye. Yes, and I'm like, you realize once you hit that, there is no more. So, like, Dave, I appreciate the effort. <sighs> it's true. It's just that's yeah. It's I'd like to say it was Instagram cutting him off, but no, that's Randall cutting himself off. No, sometimes it is Instagram. If it goes over a minute, mm-hmm. it stops you. And if my video mm-hmm. was a minute two seconds, it's going to stop at one minute. Okay. No, that, Twitter yes. will allow up to like a minute thirty. Yeah. So I've had some. But that's that what you do, off. though. But I do do that. I'm not because you'd be like, "Uncle Randy loves you." Get hundred <laughs> percent. There's no argument for it. It is true. All right, and also before I do murder tits, I wanted to go back to episode one that we ever did. I got a weird hair up my ass the other night, and was feeling nostalgic with uh, the guys in our group uh, text. I was like, listen to this dog shit. 
and played uh, episode one for, or copied them to be able to go and listen to mm-hmm. it, because I'm pretty sure none of our friends through podcasting didn't start listening to us till probably like episode 10 or oh, I mean, we It was probably around 10 where we started having some friends. Right, but John was our friend at episode he three. Did. He <laughs> And he was honest about it. I uh-huh. remember the Brand X episode. He was like... Yeah, that's this new show. He said they have potential. They'll get there. You know, hey, held my attention for a minute. Right. And God bless you, John. And um, shout out to our um, old house that we recorded this in that now has a tree through it. Oh, yeah, that was weird. That house got destroyed by a tree. Uh, Living room uh, where we would have been sitting just got looked like a bomb blew it like a missile hit that part of the house but luckily nobody was home the homeowners were not there nobody was hurt and now they're gonna get a new house yeah they're gonna get like a brand new house so sucks but it's very sad no need people there's no need there's no need to go back beyond like episode i don't know never go past five i think five never go before five. i was gonna say like 15 (laughs) No, because like 10-ish, I think, is where we got had like Amanda on. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, I know 16, I think, was uh, Chris Hardwick's mom, so. Yeah, we were polished by then. All right. Who do you got on the murder tits? We got about 10 to 15 minutes. Can you get it in there? <laughs> okay. Um. So, this one is, uh, I'll try and. Oh, this is our new segment. We started uh, last episode with H.H. Uh, H. Holmes. Yes. Was the number one. The reason I'm giving you this info is because these are like I'm learning as Brooke does these because <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about outside of the the Mount Rushmore of serial killers. I don't know much. Well, this one's another old timey one. Um, I told you I was going to start with a couple of um, like it, it's just you can't get away with the shit that they got away with now. Even the serial killers of the 70s couldn't get away with the shit people back in like the turn of the century got away with um because of things like well, police work right exactly <laughs> definitely helped because uh, all these people have to do is like go to the next town over and say my name good to go and say their name was something different and they're golden mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just uh insane what psychopaths could get away with back in the late 1800s early 1900s so this is i'm going to tell you about carl panzram have you ever heard of him no panzram Uh, panzram all right so carl panzram was born in 1891 so turn of the century um had a family farm he's in minnesota this guy ends up being known as the most sadistic serial killer in history um he murdered at least 21 people mostly men um, and he did have a couple of young boys also. Um, so his favorite thing to do was sodomize. Mm. So basically, I don't know why he constantly calls it that. I'm like, so you raped them. Like That could be a broomstick, though. It too. could be, but seems like, mm, you know, he, because even when he... Um, there's a time in his childhood. So, okay, I'll get there. Um, he, of course, had like a tough upbringing. His, his father left. He, when he was eight, he was caught stealing. And then he was sent to a reform school called the Red Wing. And then that's like shit just got worse for him. So the reform school had, re- I mean, this is back you know, early 1900s. They're like, if you're bad, we have to beat it out of you, basically. Yeah. Um, so beatings and rape were <clears throat> the common ways of trying to keep them in line. And he, like, in his um, journal, it's like the Journal of Pan's Ram is the book. He refers to when he was raped by, in different situations, being sodomized. So that's mm, what I'm saying. Okay. Like, I, I th- he, he kind of, I, I gotcha. think he could use other instruments for it sometimes, but basically he's raped. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he gets out of reform school when he's 13 and basically just filled with the knowledge uh, that would last a lifetime for how to steal, lie, hate, burn, and kill. <laughs> so, mm. um, and, like I know a lot 
of more details on him based on like this stuff I got from a, like Murderpedia, obviously, and boredomtherapy.com had just like this big article on him. But I listened to a last podcast on the left. They they do these like on, on guys like him, they'll do like three part mm-hmm. episodes where it's like, you know, each of their episodes is like two hours and they did like three parts on him. So there's, there's a shitload of information on this guy. Um, but, and he's just a fucking psycho. Um, was he released to his family at 13 or oh, just yeah, on yeah. his own? Yeah. When he was released to his family, but they're worthless. Um, and it, it really didn't matter because he was gone again by the time he was 14. So at the age of 14 ran away. <laughs> Like he got released from reform school at 13 within a year, uh, ran away. And so then shit started to go downhill even more for him. He started sleeping on freight trains, like hopping trains um, around the country. And one night a group of hobos stumbled into the train car he was sleeping in and they proceeded to gang rape him. Why is everybody fucking everybody? It's, I don't know. It's a violent, violent time. A lot of fucking... And these are like a bunch of grown men that come across a 14-year-old boy and they're like, I know what we can do. We're going to fuck him. We're going to rape him. And he, again, referred to it as they sodomized him all night. And Mm. all it did was just make him more angry at everybody in the world. So he joined the army at one point to try and straighten himself out. But, you know. That didn't work out well either. He was arrested by the military police several times before being dishonorably discharged and confined to hard labor. When he got dishonorably discharged, the the person that had to like review what his sentence would be mm-hmm. was the Secretary of War. And it was at that time the future president, William H. Taft. Mm. And so he sentenced him to Fort Leavenworth, Kansas for three years. And just remember, like, President Taft yeah. was part of his history because he comes back again. So then when he's in Leavenworth, he suffers, of course, numerous beatings for, like, if he breaks a rule in prison, you get your ass beat. Um, one punishment was being chained to, like, one of those, it, it's like a cartoon, like one of those big metal balls that's, like, chained to your ankle. Mm-hmm. Like, that really happened. Yeah. And that was the old ball and chain. Yeah. That really happened. He had to, it, it was with him at all, like it, when he yeah. slept, ate, like he had to, he had a job that he had to go break rocks at the quarry and had to drag this 50 pound thing and like 10 hours a day, seven days a week mm-hmm. at the quarry with a 50 pound <laughs> ball chained around his ankle. Fucking insane. Um, he was released uh, from Leavenworth when he was 19, nowhere to go. So he's like, crime career it is um so we got right back to it just traveling across kansas texas and the southwest up to oregon got arrested uh under all kind of different aliases because back then it's like i'm in a different state now what were his arrests for uh vandalizing burglary arson arson was one of his favorite things so ar- like if he was gonna rank his favorite things to do <laughs> um arson and sodomy would be like tied for first yeah those are both uh they're they're both real bad and they're both like arson especially is a huge red flag for like uh that's what i was gonna say it's a big indicator yes in a lot of these uh, oh yeah he's got all of them um he escaped from jail in texas and from jail in oregon so he's wanted in all kind of different states but under all these different names um and then by the summer of 1920 he was over in connecticut and so he's hanging out in New Haven, Connecticut, looking for places to rob, basically. And he comes across his house that he says looks fat and ready for the taking. So he broke in, started rummaging around everything, got jewelry, bonds, a forty-five caliber handgun. And he's looking through the bonds, and it's William H. Taft. <laughs> he had broken into <laughs> William H. Taft's house. And... So it was the guy that sent him to Leavenworth. Yeah. And by this time, he was the former president of the United States. So small world. <laughs> they didn't, did not have quality secret service no. <laughs> at that point then. If you could just no. stumble into the ex-president's house. It's 1920. You know? uh, clearly. I'm just saying that's crazy. Now you couldn't. <laughs> yeah. 
any alive president you couldn't oh, God, get within no. 10 feet of no. their immediate family this even is when why. they're out <laughs> situations Might like this be. are why so he took all that shit from taft's house and sold it but he kept the gun um he used the money to buy a yacht <laughs> <laughs> this is right before the depression and shit uh, yeah i mean the 20 1920 it's like it was the roaring 20s yes the prohibition mm-hmm. all that but yeah he bought a yacht named the akista um registered it under an alias obviously and then he would just get on that yacht and sail it up and down the coast of new york breaking into people's boats stealing money stealing their booze it's just crazy to me that all this like robbery and vandalism and shit like it, for him it's lucrative as fuck what does he look like hh holmes looked like every man he in his time this guy's like a big guy he's mm-hmm. like six foot six one like he's like your size okay and he looks crazy as fuck i'll show you a picture of him afterwards he like has the crazy eyes like hh holmes looked like like brazelton crazy eyes yeah 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 he i mean he carl panja you look at a picture of him you're like oh fuck shout out to bearded dad <laughs> yeah no hh holmes look like um I every think, single guy like, doc holiday wider mother with the big mustache like hey. they all look yeah because you see hostile yes every guy looks exactly the that's same that's what he looked he could have just blended right in this guy it, like he stands out a little bit um because he this looks crazy when, as fuck like that's the year my great-grandmother was born. 1920? No, 1891. Oh, 1891? That yeah. Carl Panzer? Yeah. No, my... Uh, no, 1898. 1898 is when my dad's mom was born. <clears throat> Grandmother was born in 1898. Your great-grandmother, my yep. grandmother. <laughs> That's because you're, you're bad and old. <laughs> well, and, and she was old, for especially for back then when she had him. She was older. Um, she was in her 30s. Old people genes. Wow. Mm. Okay, so... um. Oh, he got a boat. So he eventually docked his boat near Manhattan. And then he, uh, so he's, he noticed all these like hordes of sailors who were docking their boats, looking for work. Um, <clears throat> and so then he's like, hmm. Oh, this is like a quote from him. Then I figured it would be a good plan to hire a few soldiers to work for me, get them on my yacht, get them drunk, commit sodomy on them, rob them, and then kill them. So he was gay. For sure. Yeah. Does he ever say I was gay or nah. just say it was his sodomy? Nah. Which he may have been turned gay from the rape that right. is basically all he's known since childhood. Baby, can you really be turned gay? I don't know. I mean, no. it may, if you're fucked in your butt all the time and you have to compartmentalize that, yeah. I can't, I don't know. He's, no, this guy was just gay, he, but a psycho. So he could only express rage. Like, there's no love or compassion or friendship really except for like way later when somehow this prison guard like is considered his friend like he just he hates the human race altogether even himself like this man is miserable to the core and full of rage and ready to impose it on What's everybody more impressive is that in the 1920s he is able to go from kansas to oregon Mm -hmm. connecticut (laughs) to connecticut to a yacht to parking that bitch in manhattan Mm -hmm. it's quite an accomplishment for the day yeah that's not like uh nowadays we can shoot across the country Mm -hmm. pretty crazy he burglarized and like stole enough to buy a fucking yacht that's something like so he did that so much uh with the soldiers killing them raping them all that that residents started to become suspicious (laughs) so he's like let me cruise on down to jersey (laughs) shout out to new jersey (laughs) shout out to jersey so with his last two passengers on board he uh went down to long beach island and he was totally going to kill them and then a huge storm came through and smashed the yacht the akista bit the dust um smashed to pieces up against the rocks he had to swim to shore and barely made it there and then the other two guys that were on his boat that he was going to kill also made it somewhere else um 
just north but got of away it. from him yeah but just north of atlantic city none the wiser crazy that they were totally gonna die like those people probably went off to be like you know president or like they do something great because it was like the universe was like not today motherfucker mm. <laughs> find somebody else well, i'm sure um, once they heard of this guy i'm sure he became well known yeah and but they it, put the two and two together that they were those two random fucks that maybe. got away yeah i mean it's because it, he was the name was not the same he get the name he was using uh, was was different. Yeah, but, I bet but the situation it together is by the end. Though. It's pretty specific. If you like some fifty yeah. year old dude runs across an early newspaper about this guy, and they're putting yeah. the pieces together, he's like, "Oh fuck, that was me and Ralph." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so then he gets a job with an oil company that is drilling. They have an oil rig. Um, where they're exploring like off the coast of Africa, looking for sources of oil. And then while he was there, that's where he murdered one of the young boys. So he murdered an 11 year old boy and then went over to Libido Bay, which it, this is not easy to do though, where he's getting to and from mm-hmm. that's like he had the steam to Africa. Well, cause he had a job with an oil company. So yeah, he was there on his company's he, dime. He's clearly a resourceful guy. Mm-hmm to just to have gotten where he got oh i know it's insane that he's very traveled (laughs) so after he like murders an 11 year old boy and people start like getting suspicious he's like bye went over to this other place in africa on the coast and he hires six natives to take him into the jungle to go hunt crocodiles (laughs) because you could sell them to like european settlers for cash but as soon as they start paddling down river he's like I'm just going to kill them. <laughs> he gets horny. It says he just shot them. Like no mention of sodomy. Who knows? Because he shoots them all one by one. I'm like, first of all, six against one. I mean, I know you have a gun, but mm-hmm. he's yeah. like, I'm getting to you, sir. Boom. Boom. Hang on. You're next. Like what? I don't know. That's pretty crazy. Um, and then he fed them to the crocodiles. Then he rode back to Libido Bay and then he's like, fuck, everyone saw me leave with this, these six guys. I came back by myself. I'm out of here. So then he bounced. He headed back to the States and was shortly arrested after breaking into a train depot because he was like trying to steal all the luggage that they were holding for the ne- train the next day. And then when he gets arrested, he's like, hey, by the way, I'm wanted for escaping jail in Oregon um, as Jeff Baldwin. And then, so he's, cause he was trying to get the reward. <laughs> like, no bro, that's not how that works. <laughs> um, he, he's like, I don't get the $500 reward, but um, I, yeah, idiot. And so then he pleaded guilty and went to prison again went upstate to some prison called Clinton prison. Mm-hmm. But then they also call it Danamora, which is the hellhole, mm-hmm. the place of no return and <laughs> America's most brutal prison. And they were accustomed to handling hostile inmates. And he served five years there and was released. And then within two weeks committed a dozen burglaries, murdered at least one man during a robbery in Baltimore and then he was arrested in D.C. And that's when he gave his real name because he was mm-hmm. and spent all that other years in prison under another name. He gave his real name and started spilling the beans about uh, killing children to the other inmates and the guards. He gave zero, like no fucks at mm-hmm. all. And then this is the prison in D.C. is where he met a guard named Henry Lesser. And he opened up to about all his crimes. Um, and the autobiography that has all these quotes from Panzerim is a publication of basically this guy's notes um and his journal that he took of all his conversations and um the the reason that like he started opening up to him was because henry the guard gave him a dollar one day because like he needed to buy cigarettes and some extra food and he didn't have like any money and the guy gave him a dollar Mm -hmm. and he just he said no one has ever shown him such kindness yeah i was about to say he probably never had a friend yeah guy gave him one dollar and he was like you're my best friend you're my boy (laughs) 
You are my best friend. Um, and I mean, he spent. Let me see. I gotta find. Was he executed? He was executed, and um, he got hung. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm trying to find. It's my shit. Understandably. And he just like to the end. He had a fucking attitude. Like he started yelling at the executioner the day of that he was getting hung. He was like get the fuck on with it basically like i could he called him a hoosier or something because i think he gets um executed in um indiana yeah (laughs) this guy's been everywhere he's a world traveler well i mean in a united states traveler like he's all over the fucking united states yes yeah because most i guess bundy traveled from when it oregon to florida yeah, uh, well, was in the 70s. Bundy did most of his killing up in Washington, and then Colorado, Utah. Um, he just finished it off in Florida with those two he, girls, right? Yeah, when he escaped, because um, he escaped from jail in Colorado and in Utah, and then, yeah, when he finally got caught, was in Florida, because he was trying to get as far away as mm-hmm. possible. Well, this guy, this is... Uh this guy's pretty interesting. Clearly not a remorseful, uh, nope. reformed in any way. But what can you expect? If he's been basically institutionalized since he was 13 and getting butt fucked. Right. Yeah, what, I don't what know what. do you think the, he was going to turn especially out Especially like? in, in, that, in that time. Like it was just. Clearly though, had he not, maybe, I mean, you don't know. Maybe that was just in him from the jump. But had he had a fighting chance, he mm-hmm. seemed resourceful and smart enough to where maybe he could have done something i know like he used it for good instead of to fucking kill dudes he was clearly able to like make some money and he was still able to get jobs and shit uh trying to get the reward is not smart so funny like oh i'm gonna turn there's this guy that escaped from jail in oregon his name's john baldwin that's me (laughs) five hundred dollars please cash but yeah you know how old he was when he was hung in his 20s he's like yeah. All this in uh-huh. that short of a period of uh-huh. time? Uh-huh. He's That's like almost impossible to do in that time. He was like period. 26 or 27, I think, when he got. I mean, it's insane. The like. I thought it was going to be over like 30 years from your story because he went yeah. across the U.S. to New York to Africa. It's crazy how he can get back, all that done. And then to Indiana. Very efficient. This Most man. people back in that day, that would have taken him. So, like, look at That's what he looks like. Yeah, he looks like every guy that robbed uh, Wells Fargo <laughs> train and right? buggies. Like just something about his like he's definitely eyes. a bigger structure guy. Most serial killers yeah. are like tiny and sunk yeah. in. Like he's pretty bulky. That's Actually, surprising. no, he was he was executed in nineteen thirty, so that would have made him thirty nine. So yeah, he did. He must have had a lot of years in prison. I'm um, sure it took a while. He had eleven different aliases. Yeah. Pretty easy back then. It's not like they had, I mean, now you couldn't do shit for that. I mean, no. totally different. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it, there's, that is such the Cliff Notes version. I mean, like, there's, I can't believe I've never heard of this guy. Ever. I couldn't believe it either. Like, when I first listened to the um, last podcast on the left, because that's crazy. It's a lot. I wish grandmother was still alive. I could say, hey, did you read about this guy in the papers or right? the telegrams? Oh, he okay. Here it is. He was hanged on September fifth, nineteen thirty, and as they put went to go put the black hood over his head, he spit in the executioner's face. And then, when asked for any last words, he responded, "Yes, hurry it up, you Hoosier bastard! I could kill a dozen men while you're screwing around." <laughs> That's his last words. And then, poof, he went to heaven. And then, <laughs> then he got. And then the angel got his wings. He went straight. Yeah. If there's a hell, he went directly. Which sounds like he wanted to. to go. Yeah. He was like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I'd say all that, but hell, I can't imagine. I'd be a disaster too, though. If you're getting butt fucked at 13 yeah. and shit. Oh, he, when he was in prison and he got the death penalty and like, you know, there's always these groups of people that come and like try and save mm-hmm. people that are going to get executed. So there was this group that was like rallying, trying to save him. He wrote them a letter. Stop that. Knock <laughs> like, it off. Yeah. Stay out my business. Yeah, basically. He was like, um, 
I'm sure you want to get it over with, not sit in prison. I'd be the same way. If I got, if I'm on death row, I'm like, bitches, let's just let's do this thing. I don't want no. 30 years of appeals and Mm-mm. shit. He wrote him a letter. He said, the only thanks you and your kind will ever get from me for your efforts on my behalf is that I wish you all had one neck and that I had my hands on it. <laughs> Ooh, unless you give me a dollar and I'll be your best friend. And then I'll tell you everything. <laughs> oh it's yeah. hilarious yep so he had no remorse no fucks given um that's a good one yeah that's interesting all right yeah as you're yawning in my face <laughs> no i'm tired in general but i, I wrote down so far on your first two <laughs> i've actually learned a lot well good i had never heard of this guy either um, he sounds a little more scary than H.H. Home. Like, this guy would just... Like, in your face, scary. Yes. yes like, for sure. You would... H.H. H. H. Holmes, Holmes, you wouldn't see it, I don't think. Like, coming, he was So, more, they're both terrifying in their own ways, for sure. Neither one of them had any remorse, loved killing. Yeah. Both of them loved to kill motherfuckers. So, um, yeah, they're terrifying. I don't know if... I, yeah, maybe I'll bring one more um, present day, but... Figured I'd start. I figured you hadn't heard of these old timey guys. No, oh, I mean outside of the the big ones, I really haven't heard of any of them. I want to read the book. I want to read his uh, journal. I mean, I think it's just going to be terrifying. No, that would be interesting to read the guys' yeah. notes from their actual conversations. Yep. All right. Then we will see you again on another time. All right. Well, uh, hopefully you guys don't have nightmares about this guy. <laughs> All right, well, we will talk to y'all later. Eat a dick. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.